Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Every day around, it's time to do the rundowns. Go! It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. You like that ad lib, Jason? Uh, no. And you seem to be doing it more regularly. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna suggest that Brad change the rundown music because well, you've gotten a little bit know, too used got, to that. We got so many haters. Yeah. We got so many haters in the in in the place today. What a what a shame. Um, you, the way and where you watch Memphis Grizzlies games, Jason, well, maybe not for you since you watch illegal pirated streams, but for the rest of us, uh, it is going to change very soon um, because Amazon is going to save Diamond Sports, which owns 18 networks under the Valley Sports Network. Those 18 networks have the rights to 37 professional teams, including... The Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, as you know, Diamond Sports has been in Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceedings in the Southern District of Texas since it filed for protection last March. They said in a late 2021 financial filing, they had debt of $8.67 billion. billion. Uh, and now Amazon, Jason, has swooped in and acquired a minority stake uh, in, these, uh, in Diamond Sports. And so now... What you can expect, according to reports, is that uh, Amazon Prime is, or Prime Video, I should say, is going to uh, allow viewers access to those pieces of content, including Memphis Grizzlies games. Now, it is unclear, Jason, whether or not it will be included in your Prime Video subscription, oh, no. uh, which Go comes ahead. with an Amazon Prime, obviously, subscri- subscription. Um, so we don't know the details of that yet. It could be an add on. It could be something that's, uh, you know, maybe there's a new bundle, a new welcome pricing. Don't know either way. uh, I think this is actually fantastic news. Um, because the Valley sports app is a monstrosity and prime video. We already know how to use because of Thursday night football, right? So this is actually to me, Jason, I don't know where you come down on it, but it feels like this is actually a, a good a good development in terms of streamlining your your streaming services and and getting it all into one place in an app that we know is going to actually function like it's supposed to. Uh, two things. Number one, you made an allegation that I watch pirated television. I watch my Grizzlies on Bally's on DirecTV streams or a DirecTV stream that I pay now over $110 a month for. Thank you very much. Number two, yes, this seems like good news. Amazon, as stable as things are, and to the point that you make, um, we're used to going over to Prime now uh, with Thursday night. We've sort of been programmed to do that now. And so it uh, makes a lot of sense. And, and it seems like to me it's the hero that, uh, uh, frankly, that they needed, that Bally's and everybody else needed in this case. So I don't, I don't, I don't see how this is a, 
a bad thing at all. Seems to me like a good thing, John. I'm, I'm in agreement with you there. Uh, don't appreciate the allegations that I'm solely on pirated TV. Well, I apologize. The, the, thank you for correcting that record that it is just uh, a little bit of programming and not all of it. Um, not Grizz yeah, Games. Like, yes, thank you. Yeah, like I uh, and, and and now you'll be able to cancel a DirecTV stream. Yeah. And with the with the price, I'll tell you what, if the price keeps going up, I mean that was the that was the attractive thing about them earlier. What number one, I couldn't get Bally's on YouTube TV, which you had told me to do, because that jumped off. And then number two, how cheap it was, was well under a hundred dollars at that point. It's gone up and continued to do so. Now the one thing I love about DirecTV Stream is the app. I don't have any problems. And so me catching Grizzlies, I'm out in Hickory Hill, wherever else at martial arts practice, whatever, uh, Germantown, downtown, whatever it is. I, I I do I love their and maybe that's why I would not you know, their app for other, you know, their app's so good I wouldn't cancel. But I, to be honest with you, the only thing I use the app for is to watch Grizzlies. That's the only time when I'm somewhere else I'm trying to pay attention to the, you know, to the app in my phone. So uh, to your point, I, 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 they probably going to be better off in the long run, I would think. And, yeah, man, Amazon's got the, they got the goods, you know. They bring the right things to the table here. Yeah, I mean, I'm, as you know, Jason, I'm a shareholder in Amazon. Um, I, I was, I'm, I'm actually, I'm on the board. So I was definitely uh, in favor of this uh, of this acquisition. Um, I've got uh, and what, what is it? Amazon's at one fifty one fifty a share today. That's down one point four nine percent. So maybe maybe we don't like taking on Diamond Sports. That's what it feels like. The market does not like this development. Um, so we're gonna have to talk to Jeff about this. But no, I mean. <clears throat> You have Prime Video, don't you, Jason? You yes, know, wife, wife has it. Yes, and I yeah. Agree. So you just there's no reason for you to continue to give your hard-earned money to Directv after after this all goes into effect. Well, I mean, how soon are we talking about shutting it? You're, you're saying you're acting like they're going to do this next season or somewhere. You're jumping off valleys, and I now you're it, getting I your grizz on could Prime be as soon as next season. Really? Yeah. Well, why else would they do it now? Why else would they acquire it now? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess, uh, like, yeah, I guess yeah. some adjustments are going to have to be made sooner than I, I thought. I, mean, I, I hadn't read that part that, that it would move sure, that. Yeah, I hadn't read that part that it would move that swiftly. So maybe you've gotten further down the story. That's that's all. Um, but I, I assume if you're going to do it, in, you know, before the Major League Baseball season starts, mm-hmm. you're going to try to have it out there on on your platforms before Major League Baseball starts. Makes sense March. for Prime. They need more content. You know? Yeah, Amazon's going to run the world, man. Pretty they, much, it already kind of does. Mm-hmm. Agree. I mean, you're going to. That's where you're going to go for, you know, your NFL. They got where you're going to go for um, NBA and MLB now and hockey now. Like what, you know, what 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 else do they need at this point? I mean, everybody has, everybody uses Amazon Prime. Everybody uses, you know, um, Amazon for something. I mean, it's just kind of it's kind of nuts how they've kind of created this monopoly. Mm-hmm. You could have you could have invested in Amazon in nineteen ninety nine for a dollar a share, and you passed up on that. I bet Fishman did it. I don't know when he got in, but man, like you could have just been like you could have just been an average person and invested like a thousand dollars in Amazon in ninety nine, and I mean that's I, a missed a, opportunity, you, really is. You're but you know whatever you are right now, you're a billionaire. I mean, if you have, you know, a thousand shares of Amazon or whatever it is, you know, uh, that's insane. That's insane. But that's the news today. Um, I, I welcome it. Um, I'm all for less 
things I have to have, right? Less I mean, you might, yeah, you might have. be giving me some news that I can I can jump out of this DTV stream. I mean, that's that's why. I and unless over. you just love it, bro. Well, and I don't I don't love the price that continues to go up. That's the other point of this. So, and, yeah, uh, I mean, I assume like we don't, I don't even know, do like the it. HBOs and Maxes, the movie channels on it. You know, it's mm-hmm. I've got it down as basic as I can and still. Up over one fifteen, I think. I want to tell you, it's you like one nineteen a month. What's wild on this subject is there were people like me who said, "I'm not going to do the Peacock download," you know, to try to fight the man. It's totally fruitless now. Like if that if there's an NFL game on one of these damn things, it's going to be a network that people are going to pay for. You know, it's the, everybody was like, "There's records on that that on the, playoff on the peacock, game." Yeah, the records. First, mm-hmm. My wife wouldn't even let me do it. I'm like, "It's going to be two fifty a month," and this is what. And she's like, "We're we're boycotting." I'm so, like, I mean, that, "That's <laughs> where I put my foot down." Now, to John's point, I went over to the super box to to watch that game. I yeah. would not, I would not put down. What was it? Five ninety five. Yeah, and there was like to two sell it to you on the pregame thing. Yeah, it's, it's a right. great deal. I, I have so many now. I don't. I'm, I'm just tired of adding. It sucks. But they're going to your point. They're going to make us do it, and and Amazon's going to be at the forefront. Like, I think this is a good time for y'all to take stock of of the stuff because, like, I have Netflix and I like. Do, do y'all ever watch Netflix? We kind of do. Yeah, we. I do. I do for documentaries, but it's getting less and less in terms of the value. Because what's the what is it on the bill now? Is it seventeen or fifteen? It's something like that. Yeah, I think yeah, my breakout on Comcast bill is like fifteen fifty. It sucks. Yeah, like I don't watch Netflix um, per month. By the way, think about that thirty. You know, you're at sixty. You're you're over. You're two hundred fifty, three hundred bucks a year for Netflix. Right there, boom. Could have bought a super box for that. Man, I don't know what I really. I mean, I mean, you guys know that I just don't. I don't have the. I just, I, don't, I don't have the time to sit there and watch movies and stuff like so. It's because you got to do three hours of me, and then you do four with Trista. You know, that's right. That's, that's a I long got, day. You're on air all day. Attempt to raise my kids. You know, yeah. that's at that's some point. Yeah, who are they? Right. I mean, I don't have time to raise kids. No. You know, let alone watch a movie. You did and Snow Angels Dom. this week, though. And yeah. yet you're adding another. Young Dom. Mm. Crazy. Did you name it? Is, yeah, we, we said it on the show last week. Name, See, I wasn't here for Thursday and Friday. You, you, weren't, you, you he, did he was, this he while was, I was gone. He did. He made it public. Okay, so this is the art of recycling. Give it to me. What are we naming the child? It's very exciting. His name is Dominic John Martin. Isn't that great? I love it. Young Dom. <laughs> I Dom love Dom. Mark. It sounds very almost mafioso, like yeah. DJ yep. Dom. It's DJ. dominant. DJ. DJ. I have a feeling John's gonna call him DJ from the jump, and I love that. I like it. I really do. This is good. Yeah. Congratulations, it's a John. Great name. John it's and a great Dom. Thank you very awesome. much, Brad. I was it's not here exciting. for this. Young Dom. <clears throat> it's like it's at the point now in the pregnancy where like, all right, I'm ready to like meet him. You know. Yes. Wow. I'm sure Sam is too. Yeah. I I'm ready to get this thing. Congrats, you know, man. Show on the road and and. Yeah. Uh, you're also yeah. at a point where it's tough, like the, it's tough sledding literally in that that space. If if you're following me here, yeah, I mean, look, I know, I know I, it's Sam, but I, yeah, I, I will say this: I, I, you know, obviously the mobility is a challenge, but yeah. you know, I certainly enjoy a lot of pieces of it. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's 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 hard. It's hard for you know some parties involved. Uh, sure, you know, so a little little more congratulations. Challenge. But yes, um, okay. I'm ready. We're so, ready. So you got we're Netflix gonna, though to get you through. That's good. We're gonna have uh, we're, well, Amazon Prime. Yeah, Amazon and Prime. games mm-hmm. are gonna get us through. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, that's the news. Amazon's investing in Diamond Sports as part of that restructuring, and uh, you're probably gonna be able to get Grizzlies games on Amazon Prime here very soon. Next story. Well, well as you know, uh, Samantha Martin very soon will birth young Dom, uh, John's son. 
And, you know, what, 20 years ago, one Larsa Pippen birthed Scotty Pippen Jr. And little did she know uh, 20 years ago that one day Scotty Pippen Jr. would be a Memphis Grizzly or at least signed to a two-way deal. It does. It does. I mean, I read every story that says that Scotty Pippen Jr., obviously the son of the former Chicago Bulls star and NBA champion, everything else. But we don't. You don't read in these sports stories about Larsa, who continues to make news. I just saw her on TMZ a little bit earlier this week. In fact, a social media she had posted drawn the attention of her father. What'd she do? What she, she what'd put she up a social media uh, post, uh, a picture Bikini? that had drawn the attention of her father, who said basically demanded that she take it down. She continues to make news. Uh, whether it's that or her relationship uh, with Marcus Jordan, the son of Michael Jordan. She, yeah. At 49, she continues to be a news brand. I mean, she brings us news every week. Of course. And so I think, again, when we are talking about Scottie Pippen Jr., we should talk, too, not just about his father, but also about his mom. And in all seriousness, uh, Scottie didn't get his dad's size. Six foot one. Yeah. He's a guard, right? Dad was six eight. Because she's too short. Dad, he, dad he married could, wrong. Right, dad could guard, mar- you know, could guard Magic Johnson. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Scottie's a guard who's done... Real well for himself for the most part. Uh, had been playing most recently for the South Bay Lakers in 17 games with them. Averaged 20 points, 5.2 rebounds, 5.9 assists per game. So he's on that two-way that was made available by Vince Williams Jr.'s contract being uh, converted into a standard contract. Grizzlies need ball-handling help. Literally the only point guard they had available last couple of games is with Derrick Rose out, with Marcus Smart gone, with John Moran obviously down, has uh, has been Jacob Gilliard. Yeah. And so they need is, uh, you know, uh, the, the reason this kind of raised my eyebrows because I remember when they uh, uh, took Vince over to the standard contract, Woj, uh, through sources, it said he thought at that time that they were going to use the two-way deal on a big guy. Clearly, though, with the injuries and the problems in the backcourt, uh, Memphis could use the ball handling help. And so you assume at some point he's going to get some run out there, too, especially with the way the organization has shifted gears now. Uh, not just with Jaw down, but you've got Bain down now, obviously, as well. The way they've shifted gears, you're going to go to the young guys. So you figure young Pippen Jr. is going to get some some run out there. Played uh, three seasons at Vanderbilt. Didn't we? See, how did he fare against the Tigers, John? Didn't he play one, at least one against them? I don't really remember. I thought I, thought, I want to tell you, Vandy was on the schedule that, year, that maybe one that maybe I could be completely I, making this up. Maybe he never played against Memphis. I thought he I had a game I, against. I, I, Memphis. It doesn't jump off the page. Played three me. seasons at Vanderbilt. It's a good yeah. chance Memphis and Vandy didn't meet during those three seasons. I, I I thought there was a game. I could be making it up. Either way, he is now a uh, at least a two way member of the uh, of the Memphis Grizzlies, who have got now what Jacob Gilliard. Uh, on the two-way, and you've got Gigi, who, and there was uh, some clarification here. You know, I know Harrington had said at one point we thought you had two-way control of him next year. That's not the case, apparently. And so uh, I bring that up only to say maybe we'll see some Gigi Jackson contract news in some form or another here in the next couple of weeks as well. Guy scored 43 points in the last two games for you, not just 19 years old. Uh, perhaps there'll be some contract news there, whether you do something different uh, with the current deal, or, or or convert him over to a to a standard deal, uh, we shall see. But Grizzlies make a move, uh, add Scottie Pippen Jr. Uh, to their uh, uh, to that open two way contract, and uh, yeah, man, it's on from here. Minnesota Timberwolves uh, up next tomorrow. Next story. All right, we do have <clears throat> a little update, Jason, on divisional weekend, and we're going to talk to. Excuse me, Adam Turnoff about this here momentarily, but um, it sounds like, and this is, you know, look, this is 
not necessarily stars that we're talking about, but they could have a massive impact. According to Matt Perino, uh, Christian Benford, Terrell Bernard, Gabe Davis, Taylor Rapp, and Balon Specter are all not going to practice for the Buffalo Bills. Teron Johnson limited, and he is progressing through that concussion protocol, uh, and Rasul Douglas will practice. But Benford, Bernard, uh, and the starting punter, and Gabe Davis – all not practicing on Wednesday, which, Jason, again, when you start talking about these Chiefs coming in, you're not going to be fully healthy uh, on, on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. You know, is this going to – I mean, is this just going to have to be a Josh Allen, put the team on his back, go, you know, run for every first down, make every play be a superhero? It's starting to feel like it to me. It's funny. What we've said that the Bills can't do, right, put everything on his back, through a season and everything else, that it's the worst thing for you. Eventually, you get them is what absolutely, John, to your point, they have to do now. Like he has to carry them. So now you're begging him essentially to do it. You know, whether again it's running for fifty something yard touchdowns or whatever else. You're, you're. I mean, it, it's a, it, in their defense, it's playoff time now. It's go, it's go time now and win however you can. And in the end, if Josh Allen is capable of that, and he certainly has shown that he is, then you will roll with how whatever you got to do to get through this game, and especially because of the fact that it's against a KC team that does this for a living. And so you'll take it however you can get it. But we're, that, they're at a point now, John, yes, with all the injuries and everything else, feels like Josh Allen is going to have to go out there and be Superman again. I'm just not sure. He's capable. Um, He's capable now. Yes, he is. Yeah, like I'm just not sure if 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 the right team is favored, though, if, if all those guys miss. Um, because it makes them so one-dimensional on offense. You don't even have your – Big play. I mean, Gabe Davis, when you think about that playoff game three years ago, I mean, or whenever it was, two years ago, Gabe Davis had like three touchdowns. You know, it wasn't about Stephon Diggs. It was it was Davis who kept finding the end zone. And now you're basically going to come – it's going to be down to Stephon Diggs, Shakir, and, you know, Kincaid and Knox, I guess. And I don't know. It just it just feels to me like it's setting up for the Chiefs. Um and I know that, like, you know, rightfully so, you know, the, the the receivers have been much maligned this year. But I don't know. It just it just kind of feels like to me it may not even matter because they're just going to go over the middle to Kelsey and Watson and Gray and all their other weird tight ends. And, and Mahomes is going to be, you know, like the Bills could not get pressure on uh, Mason Rudolph. I mean, they just couldn't. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely like he's the opposite of mo- mobile. Mahomes is like one of the slip most slippery quarterbacks in the NFL. I just don't know, man. I I mean, maybe I'm biased because you know I always bet on Mahomes in these spots, so I'm trying to like work through that. But I, I'm having a hard time getting to Buffalo being favored here, you know, with all these injuries. I, I just don't. I mean, the markets love them all year long. They have, man. They've loved them every single week. But I don't know, man. I just feel like it's not. Uh, it's not the right situation. It's not a great spot for them. Maybe this is the the year that that Josh Allen can do that. And he played he played a clean game against Pittsburgh. Didn't turn the ball over. Maybe he can do it again. But this Chiefs defense, one of the best in the NFL, man. They're they're doing it differently this year. I just think the odds are the odds should be stacked against Josh Allen, even though they're not. Well, you know, I mean, you didn't mention Pacheco and and what what you can do potentially with the with the ground game. You know, if you're Casey, it's not it's not just Mahomes can beat you, you know, through the air and with those all those tight ends and everything else. But you know, if they if they can establish and keep a run game out there, you know, that's that again, that's gonna limit opportunities for Josh. 
Uh, you know, KC's never been a team that we've talked about ball control, but in this instance, it can possibly help you. Uh, you put Josh in a position where he's got to be perfect because he's got limited possessions, right? Because you're running the ball. That I could I could completely see that script. You know, where 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 it's not a high scoring affair because KC's just as fine. If again, it's effective against a Buffalo defense that's that's hurting. You know, you're just fine running that ball as well. And so uh, I think that I think that KC offense going to be able to beat you in a number of ways uh, come this weekend. Yeah, we'll talk to uh, we'll talk to Adam Chernoff about <clears throat> this week uh, in just a little bit, but. Some uh, not-so-good injury news, Jason, for the Buffalo Bills as ahead of their uh, tilt, their slobber-knocker game with the Kansas City Chiefs. Next story. A L- little bit of college basketball, uh, just because I was watching closely last night, is Damon Stoudemire, now the Georgia Tech head coach, went into Clemson. His team had lost five in a row. Now, keep in mind that there have been some highs for Damon Stoudemire in this first season at Georgia Tech. Knocked off Duke. Uh, in his first ACC game, also beat a ranked Mississippi State team at the time, uh, but it had been lows of late. They had lost, as I mentioned, five straight going into that game against P.J. Hall last night and Clemson. And of course, if you were a Tigers fan, a Memphis Tigers fan in this case, you were rooting for Clemson in that game, even if you do have the feels for Damon Stoudemire having spent that time here. Two stints as a Memphis assistant, uh, Damon Stoudemire did also with the Memphis Grizzlies, obviously. You feel good for Damon, but for Memphis and its resume, it needed a Clemson win. Yep. Damon Stoudemire, man, I don't know if you've seen this freshman guard he's got Nathan George who is kind of coming on as the season's going on yeah he hit 20 points last night hit some huge shots uh to force overtime took over in the second overtime back-to-back jumpers I, I was telling somebody else uh this morning an ACC guy that uh my gosh Damon has got a stud a freshman in this Nathan George kid the question is going to be can he keep him John, can you keep a guy like Nathan George in this uh, age of college basketball transfers, NIL, and everything else? Uh, but the dude was icy down the stretch. And again, you over PJ Hall had thirty-one and seventeen, and Clemson still lost in that game to drop to two and four. So Clemson team that Memphis beat him was one of the wins you pointed to on the resume and said this is a good win. Clemson is now two and four in ACC play. So it wasn't a good development, certainly, from the uh, from the Memphis standpoint, uh, but certainly a great win for, again, Damon Stoudemire, who continues to uh, win in spots that are at least where the, uh, the uh, Vegas uh, says he shouldn't in his first year. Meanwhile, uh, Tennessee, we had touched on them earlier. They curb-stomped Florida 85-66. The aforementioned Dalton Connect, who we were talking about comparing to David Jones, best player in the state, uh, averaging around 18.5 for them, had 39 career high, eight rebounds uh, as number six Tennessee beat Florida. Uh, we talked about that. And then you look around the rest of college basketball, and it was more of the same last night, John, in the sense that number nine Baylor went down to Kansas State, an unranked Kansas State team on the road. Number 11 Wisconsin lost to Penn State. Utah State, number 16, lost at New Mexico. And then number 19 TCU lost at Cincy. Uh, but mention that Baylor lost, that one more important and certainly pertinent to the Tigers situation because that's a team that's ranked ahead of you at number nine. So they go into Kansas State, lose 68-64. And again, John, it's, you know, we're talking about you know, what the Tigers have to do. Just keep winning in a college basketball world where everybody is dropping uh, and suffering bad losses here, and especially on the road. And eventually, John, they got to give you the respect. Eventually, you got to continue to move up in the polls uh, with everybody else. It feels like in college basketball, going down left and right. So there is your. Uh, that was certainly my view of college basketball. I'm le- anything important I'm leaving off from last night. Four ranked teams go down. Damon gets the win. Takes what was left off that sh- uh, the shine of you know whatever shine was left off that win over Clemson. Takes a little bit more of that off. Anything I left off there? You want to add? 
No, I think uh, you pretty much handled it. I, I saw a bracket yesterday before the game started that um, that had Clemson ahead of Memphis, and I just uh, I just said this is this is that's ridiculous. They're two and this four is nasty in conference. Work. Yeah, Lenardi still got him as nasty a work. and Lenardi still. I know we got to get the chair off. Lenardi still got him as a five as of today. Um, yeah. It's not you know he's got him as the first five. So you keep winning and all that, there'll be an opportunity to move back up. But he's still got them down uh, from where he had them, what, a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, again, you know, uh, you're right. Just have to control what you can control and just keep winning and hope that eventually it catches up. Leave them no choice. Leave these people no choice. All right, we'll come back. Adam Turnoff's going to join us. We'll talk all things Divisional Weekend with him. Get his thoughts on some of the games this weekend, uh, how he's approaching it. Get his thoughts on Baltimore minus nine, which was a release earlier today from Right Angle Sports. They did have Bills minus nine and a half last week that cashed. So we'll talk about all that and more on the other side with Adam. Stick around. Jason and John, how do you turn it? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. FM, ESPN. Hi, we're back. Jason and John. I need to FM, ESPN. And as promised, he is... The great Adam Turner from Right Angle Sports. We are down to the divisional round in the NFL playoffs, so it's getting tougher. It's getting tighter. He's had a very busy morning. He joins us now. Adam, what's going on, man? Good to be back with you guys for another week. Seven more games to go, so we're nearing the end. Hopefully a good couple of games ahead this weekend. Absolutely. So busy uh, morning at Right Angle Sports as Baltimore – Minus nine was the first, maybe only, release of the week. This, of course, comes against the uh, surging Texans and the rookie sensation C.J. Stroud. Um, give us the uh, the thinking behind why you felt the Ravens are the side in this game. You're saying Ravens with reluctance there, like it was a surprise. Did it catch you off guard? A little bit, a little bit, because, you know, you had been saying that you felt like Houston money was going to come in. So I was just a little, I'm not saying I disagreed. I just thought it, you know, I, I, I don't know if I expected the side to be Baltimore here. 
I honestly, if you would have posed the question to me back on Sunday evening before we got the lines, I guess it was Saturday evening, I, I wouldn't have expected us to be on Baltimore either, but it kind of reflects we're, we're seeing nine, nine and a half. I was expecting this to be north of 10. So that really uh, drove a lot of the surprise and allowed us to be on Baltimore. The big thing for me here, and really the main reason why this side is so appealing is because of Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. He's been referred to as one of the best DCs in the NFL all season. This will be round three for him against CJ Stroud, which is more than any other defensive coordinator has faced Stroud. And it's a bit of an unusual circumstance, especially in a season with two teams that are not in the same division. So where did the first two come from? Well, in the week one game, he absolutely shut down Stroud and this Houston offense. But also back in college, when he was the D.C. at Michigan, shut down C.J. Stroud at Ohio State as well and held him and the team to their lowest offensive output of that entire season. But where this gets a little bit more interesting, because I think you can maybe fairly poke holes in both of those games, you have to remember Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator for the 49ers. Our offensive coordinator for the Texans comes from the 49ers, and it's that Shanahan scheme. Same thing with Mike McDaniel in Miami. And who have the Baltimore Ravens had massive games against in the last few weeks? San Francisco and Miami. So not only is there familiarity for McDonald with Stroud as a quarterback, but also a lot of familiarity and success against the same offensive scheme against fellow coordinators that adapt the same style. So a uh, big game for Baltimore defense ahead. I uh, like the Ravens here at less than 10. Figured we have John, uh, John with a follow-up there just because uh turn off. I don't, I don't know if you knew this. I'm, I had agreed. We did our little picks challenge yesterday, and I'd picked Baltimore and, t- and laid the points. So I'm completely with you. I think John's on that other side. Uh, might need a little bit more convincing. We'll see. This Packers team we know is the what, youngest roster since 74, youngest playoff roster since 74. So two-part question. H- how have they done this? Because I know it's, I mean, it's had to be more than just Jordan Love. And what will it all add up to uh, against San Francisco? I think that number is also at nine. At least I'm looking at it right now. Uh, They've done it by getting leads early in games. They've scored the first touchdown of games the last eight weeks. They've had a resurgent Aaron Jones, which has taken some pressure off of the offense that they've been able to run the football. And then they also got a Dallas team last week that got awfully tight with their head coach, Mike McCarthy. But also Mm -hmm. Dan Quinn refused to change. And that was the big story that's being talked about this week is the Green Bay Packers used heavy personnel. So that's two tight ends or more on the vast majority of their offensive snaps. And it produced a ton of big plays in the pass game. Dallas, for whatever reason, despite seeing the Packers do this, played with five or six defensive backs on more than 60% of snaps. And you don't defend heavy personnel with excess and extra defensive backs in the backfield. So Dan Quinn saw what was happening did not adjust, did not change, and it allowed the Packers to go up and down the field. Where that becomes a little bit problematic this week is they have to go on the road into San Francisco, the 49ers' top five at defending heavy personnel sets, and they do it because they have the best linebacker group in coverage. And so all of those easy looks for Green Bay, not going to be there this week. I think we see the end of the line for the Packers and Jordan Love 
Big game last week, not so much this week. Uh, I like the Niners in this one, minus nine and a half. So I want to I I pick your brain, Adam, about something Please. sort of uh, psychologically as a better. And it, it is something that I, that I do and that I feel. And I want to give you two examples of what I'm talking about. Last year, I latched on to the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, probably from about week 13 on when they were consistently not really believed in by the market and they were consistently getting, you know, four plus points in every game they played. I think maybe with the exception of the Chargers game when I bet them and probably the the craziest comeback victory I've ever had in my life. And I rode them all the way up until the end when I had them plus 10 against the Chiefs, which they uh, they did cover. Like I just latched onto them and I couldn't, you could not pry me off of them. And here I am a year later, and I'm almost in that same boat with the Green Bay Packers. I've been betting them week after week after week, um, and I've been rewarded for it. And, like, how how do I sort of, as a better, who I, I've, I've got this attachment to this Green Bay Packers team that's so hot, or, or whoever it may be, how do I sort of, how do I start to look at the, a game like this objectively? Because... On the one hand, I, I agree with everything you're saying, and they're going on the road, and it's a complete step up in competition, and it's just going to be a different animal. On the other hand, like uh, how much do we, how much credit and credence do we give to a hot hand in the Green Bay Packers? They they undeniably have that, and this is a big spread. So as a better, how do you start? Because this is where the human element comes into play. How do you work through that when you've been riding a team that has been so hot against the spread? It 100% comes down to price. I, I think that's the biggest factor always, but especially in the scenario you're, you're describing. What you're talking about is what we refer to internally as a play-on team, a team you want to play on because you think that they're undervalued by the market. And basically you try to get as many bets out of that team as you can as long as it is successful. But the big determining factor is always going to be when is the price come in too far? And and my counterpoint to that, and I don't want to pry you away because it's the division round. I mean, we're talking about four games exactly. that everybody's watching. There's no surprises. Um, this game, if we just looked at like aggregate power ratings from a whole bunch of different sources that set odds for games, and then we look at closing lines of games for the season that give you market ratings, everywhere that I look at this game, if it was not including last week, above 10 and a half. And the reason I point that out, not including last week is because obviously the 49ers did not play. So any upgrade that you're seeing with this, now that we've gone to the other side of 10 is based on what the Packers did against the Cowboys. And so you're now seeing a full adjustment in favor of the Packers, despite them going on the road to play in San Francisco against the one seat off of the bye with extra rest. And so it, it, right, like usually that's a pretty valuable spot to the number, and the fact that it's adjusted against that kind of starts to tell you it's like, hey, everybody's taking notice of the Packers and they're betting on it. So I'm not trying to talk you out of it. It's yeah. a division round. It, it's so the the margins are so thin here when it comes to betting, yep. which is why it's so tough. But um, price is certainly something to consider. No doubt, we're talking to Adam Chernoff from Right Angle Sports. He's been joining us throughout. The NFL season, and if you've been listening uh, during his segments with us, then you have no doubt made money uh, as a result of that 
Uh, Adam, Bucks Lions opened Lions minus four and a half. Has this number gone out a little too far, in your opinion? I think so. I like Tampa Bay at six and a half. When I look at this from just like a very simplistic standpoint, what did the Bucks do well on defense? They get a lot of pressure, they blitz a ton, and they're really good stopping the run. What do the Lions want to do on offense? They want to run the football behind their offensive line. They want to keep Jared Goff in a clean pocket, and they want to take advantage of receivers over the middle behind the blitz. It's on paper as it matches up. Everything that Tampa Bay does well on defense is what Detroit wants to do and does well on offense. And to me, it's now a question of price. Again, the word six and a half. But what's maybe being missed in this? And how can we look at this? And, and perhaps the one thing that's standing out to me is the Buccaneers dealt with defensive injuries for basically all of November and December. Now, all of those guys are healthy. And as much as you want to kind of criticize the Eagles, not you specifically, but anybody listening, um, that's still a really good Eagles offensive line. And, and the offense may be broken and, and what have you, but just the physicality of the Bucks up front in that playoff game on Monday, to me, was incredibly telling because this is a very good Lions offensive line. I think the Bucks can stay with them. And so if you take the ground game away for the Lions and you put some extra pressure on Goff, all of a sudden you're left with probably the worst unit on the field, the Detroit Lions defense, that you're betting on to win by a touchdown or more. Uh, to, to me, honestly, it just it feels like we've got, gotten out to a price point here that's just a little bit too high for me. So uh, I like the Bucks as the dog in this one, getting six and a half. Oh, I do too. Um, and again, not, not necessarily music to John's ears doesn't sound like. Um, we are one, though, Adam, you and I right now. I'll see if we are with this, the one we're all looking forward to most, or at least I certainly am, Chiefs at Bills. Um, John sent me the note. I think Patrick Mahomes, what, 2-0? Uh, against Allen in the playoffs. We know he's not been on the road in the playoffs. Bills here, the favorite, even banged up. Should they be? I think they should be the favorite. Uh, What I will say is now that this is flirting with three, I I think that might be a little bit too much. This is another one that just shows how tough it is to to bet and find any winners in the playoffs. Um, But I would go Kansas City plus two and a half, and that's right around even money. Um, You could also find three minus 120 if you're looking. And and this, to me, I'll go a completely different angle because everybody's going to talk about the Bills injuries Mm -hmm. and how impactful they are, and I fully agree with that. If you're getting the majority of these guys missing, especially Douglas, especially Benford, especially Johnson, those guys are out. Uh, This number's going to shorten in favor of the Chiefs. Um, If they're in, this will go to three. Uh, But what I'll say that I I think people need to watch for that's different that you might not hear elsewhere is prior to the Cincinnati game, which was the second to last game of the regular season for the Chiefs, Mm -hmm. they had team meetings and they decided to change the offense. And the emphasis that they changed was on simplifying the play calls, but also getting out of the huddle much quicker and playing much faster. And that was to allow Patrick Mahomes to have more time at the line of scrimmage to make changes he saw fit to stay more in the rhythm of the game. Against Cincinnati, they looked awesome. It was one of the best offensive games of the season. But they followed it up against Miami in that game that everybody's still talking about the weather and how terrible it was that offenses can't do anything. Kansas City had their best offensive game in more than three months. You have to go all the way back to the Chargers game. They put up more than 400 yards of offense in a game that they led. But what stood out most to me 
they were snapping the ball on average 27 seconds per play, which is extremely quick and much quicker than their season average marks. And so it tells me that they're really pushing forward with these offensive changes. And so if you're watching this Buffalo game, you'll see the Chiefs break the huddle and get to the line of scrimmage often with like 15 seconds on the play clock. And if you have these Bills defensive injuries and guys switching in and out and different guys out there needing to step up like they had against Pittsburgh, I think that really bodes well for the Chiefs offense and just how good it's looked the last two weeks. And so no questions about the Chiefs defense, but you get a better offense here. That might be a little bit unaccounted for in this current price. So I like KC plus two and a half. Adam, there's there's a way higher likelihood this thing goes down to two, right, than than a yes. full three yes. based on some of the practice reports. Uh, it's it's tough, especially so this week because the Bills had to play that weird Monday game, and so their whole practice schedule this week is all jumbled up, and so it's really hard to decipher. My guess right now is that Douglas will play. I think the Bills are going to manipulate the concussion protocol, how they see fit to get Johnson out there. Yeah. Uh, if those two guys are announced in, I actually think it'll go to three. At wow. three, there's probably going to be bets on Kansas City. Um, yep. But if there's a surprise where those guys don't, this will come down for sure. I think we'll see like KC plus two. Uh, just curious where we get you out of here. There could be some, um, some, some coaching announcements here very soon. Just f- f- uh, philosophically, um, Bill Belichick in 2024. Are you bullish on him if he whether he goes to Atlanta, whether you know maybe maybe Dallas does make the move with McCarthy and he goes to Dallas? Are you bullish about Belichick in 2024, or do you think you know as great as he is that the game has has just changed a bit too much? I see no logical reason why a team prioritizing offense in 2024, building up a quarterback and a new scheme, would see value in hiring a 70-plus-year-old defensive-minded Bill Belichick who's shown absolutely nothing over the last four seasons. I think that would be a mistake. I think that would be a poor decision, even if paired right with the right offensive coordinator. And so... I know he has a lot of wins and he has a lot of history, but at some point you need to look at the reality of the situation. And, and I don't know what the upside would be from that. If it's a team trying to develop an offense and a young quarterback, like in Atlanta, for example, um, to me, that would be a, a poor decision, but, uh, a lot bigger factors at stake than opinions on offense with the politics that goes on behind the scenes. So I'm uh, curious to see where he goes for sure. And then, and then it seems like the Raiders are going to uh, hand the job over to Antonio Pierce. This is a mostly players-driven decision. Uh, it reads like to me with Mace, with Max Crosby saying that you know if uh, if it's not Antonio Pierce, I may ask for a trade. Uh, can you think off the top of your head a, a, a move like this that has worked, that has been basically you know engineered by the players, that has gone on to be successful at any level long term? Oh, I, I now I, I'm I'm getting old, and so my memory is getting a little bit foggy. But what was the Vrabel hiring decision like? Was that not kind of an uncertain hiring when it first happened in Tennessee? It was. It was. You know, because he had not had that head coaching experience. But I don't, was he the interim? I, I guess maybe he was. I guess that's. You know, I guess I, that's a good I, call. I out. can't remember off the top of my head how that went. Um, what I'll say about the Pierce stuff specifically is. 
I don't know what's going to happen with the Chargers, but they're probably going to sign a big-name head coach. I, I, I find it difficult to believe that Antonio Pierce, who really did nothing to improve the offense down the stretch with a massive question at quarterback, is going to somehow navigate the seas of the AFC West and get through Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, Herbert and whoever settles there, and then Sean Payton and whatever that QB situation is going to look like in Denver. That, to me, seems like a guy that's very out of place, where like a guy like Rabel, who did have success, one of the funniest things that I've done in a while is I went and looked at AFC South quarterbacks over the last five or six seasons, Rabel had the luxury of not only getting Henry and Tannehill and everything clicking right, he played Gardner Minshew on two different teams at different points within the season, as well as Jake Luton and the likes. And so, like, everything kind of fell right for Rabel because of all the QB uncertainty and instability around him. That I don't think that same thing can happen for Pierce if he becomes the Raiders head coach in the West, as much as the players like him. At some point, you need an offense and a quarterback to compete in that division, unlike what a guy, defensive-minded former player in Vrabel had success with. So to me, I, I, I find really tough parallels. But that's the one that comes to mind. I'm sure I'm missing someone else obvious, but um, I think that's a good local comparison too. Adam, man, great stuff as always. Appreciate Thank your you, time, Adam. man. Thank you. Absolutely. Enjoy the games this week, guys. Yes, sir. Will do. He is Adam Turnoff from Right Angle oh, I Sports. Will. Uh, man, you you it seems like you are on the uh, on the right side of things this week, Jason. I'm a, it's amazing uh, how aligned I am with Adam now after talking with him. What John over the last fifteen, sixteen weeks, however long it's been, I've, our minds have melded basically. Or really, I've just sort of I'm now onto his style, and That's I can right. I can spit out what he's going to spit out before he can before he does it because those were my picks. I like that. That's I mean, you must be amazingly be. jealous. That's not a good place for me to be. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, he's been picking winners all season. All season and so long, now, right? Even, even the ones that don't get officially released, right. you know. And using his brain, his approach, I was able to go five and one last week against the spread. Mm-hmm. We get him back on, and I find out I'm still aligned. I'm still in That's the right. mind meld. So I'm. That's right. I'm very excited about how this week. I guess I could put you away this weekend, huh? With a two game lead, you could. You could yeah. end it. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many games. Just be interested so. to see if I get the credit. You know, a respect yes, burger from you. Oh, you'll get the credit, but you got to get it done. I mean, week not, to week, baby. Not. I know. I know. I don't. Yep. You ain't got to tell me one week flash in the pan stories. You ain't got to tell me. I'm going to show get you. Done. All right. Uh, we'll come back. Norton Heard the Force going to join us at 125. Talk to him about Memphis basketball and more. Stick around. Jason and John, I Turn FM, ESPN. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.